You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-510-0338-800-
Bob in El Paso, Texas, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. You can sign up for them as well. Did I mention they're free and also no charge when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com? Hey, Bob. Hey, Dave. We really like to use some of these social distancing Internet platforms like Zoom. But the problem with Zoom is it's uh, 40 minutes for the free version. We're looking for some alternative. Can you suggest something that's good that allows families to talk together besides some of the more popular ones that require a subscription? Tiled View can show up to 16 participants at a time. If your family members could connect to Zoom, they should be able to easily connect to Google Meet using the same devices, computer, desktop, laptop, tablet, phone, what have you. Google's been pushing it pretty hard lately, so you're unlikely to run into any annoyances until they conquer more market share and want to maybe try to monetize it more. But for the most part, you can do it. Skype, of course, has gotten pretty clunky and very bloated, if you will. But it should also work for the family, too. Yeah, now, if your family already uses WhatsApp, you can uh, also do video conferences there, which might spare them from having to download an extra app. Microsoft Teams might work for you as well. It's a little more of a corporate tool meant to help with collaboration on Office documents, but you can ignore that part and just use the video. Uh, other ways of connecting with family is with uh, Facebook Messenger. They have a video chat option. Snapchat has video chat as well. Uh, there you can play games and add filters to your video output. FaceTime is another choice if you happen to use Apple devices. It yeah, but also- if you're not an iPhone, FaceTime's not an option. Yeah, well... Yeah. But if well, you're an iPhone-y like you guys. If you're smart and use iPhones, you no, use FaceTime. No. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it has filters, too, which now you can make your conversations a little more fun. Yeah. There are many, many others. But most of the good ones have the same problem Zoom has for your use case. They're marketed towards businesses, and obviously they have limits. Yeah, it's like Whereby. It's a pretty good uh, service, but it has a low amount of participants on the free accounts. Blue Jeans costs less than Zoom per month, but it has no free version. WebEx feels like something that somebody forgot to keep updating about five years ago, <laughs> and the free version will cut you off after less than an hour. Um, and GoToMeeting has no free version. Now, the good news is that there's probably plenty of options, even if most products are aimed towards paid use for business. Yeah. Mark in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, listens on AM 800 CKLW. They're also known as the information station. Hello, Mark. How do I know if it's my router or my modem that's causing me issue because I have some devices that work and some say connected but no internet? Oh, well, if some work and some don't, it's your router. The routing a router does is in part routing internet requests back to the devices that made them. The modem doesn't take care of that part. The devices that don't work may have their own settings issues too, so don't forget to check those as well. Yeah, if you want to check and see if your modem is doing its job, plug in your computer via network cable directly to it and check at the source. If you get a solid Internet connection, then your modem is working as it should, and you can go ahead and replace your router. There you go. I hope that helps you out, Mark, because a lot of times routers are the issues, and when you can, try to update those items. Joe in Durham, North Carolina, listens on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hello, Joe. I just wanted to alert you so that you can notify your listeners that I've been getting junk email that claims it's from the U.S. Census Bureau. And I know the U.S. Census Bureau doesn't send you emails asking you to complete a survey. I haven't 
responded because I believe that this would just be to my detriment and anyone's detriment who responds. So I just wanted to warn your listeners to beware. Well, and you have done just that, Joe. Thank you very much. And, and of course, Chris found this from the actual Census Bureau. If you get an email and think it's bogus, do not reply. Do not click on any links and do not open any attachments. What should you do then? Forward the email or website URL to the Census Bureau. They say it's at ois.fraud.reporting at census.gov, but we'll have this on our site at intotomorrow.com. So oh, because everybody won't remember yeah. that? No, of course That's not. Absurd. Yeah. Typical government email address. I just yeah. read it. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Something about census.gov. Yeah. But yeah. And, then, and then delete the message. They said that they'll investigate and notify you of the findings. Yeah, if there are any findings. Steve in Lake Villa, Illinois, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast that you can sign up for as well at intotomorrow.com. And we love you, Steve, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. My wife convinced me into buying a a two-pack of smart plugs. I didn't know what I'd use it for. I kind of use it on my backup coffee maker, my K-Reg it doesn't really work on. Hmm. What do you think best use for a smart plug or a couple smart plugs? lost for what I could do with these. I think that's very cool, though, that your wife got them for you. So, And I think it's even more cool that you're trying to justify a use for them. So we're here to help you out. Well, I think his wife made him get them for her. Oh, that could be. That's what he well, was saying. Well, in, in which case, we're, we've got some uh, tips for you, Steve. That It's pretty much up to what you need to automate. So it sounds more like a question, I guess, maybe for your wife, if she's the one who wanted them. Uh, what we can tell you is that normally they're mostly useful for something like a lamp, just something simple that you want to turn on or off. Usually you'll get more out of them if you can automate something in some way. Uh, for example, like I said, if you plug some lamps into those smart plugs, you might might be able to get them to turn on after sunset or uh, but or only if you're home for example or turn on when you're a block away and getting home so it's already lit yeah, and you can use them for some other things that are interesting for some users. For example, to turn on an AC unit if you have wall, window, or split units. But those normally require higher amp models, which aren't very common. Um, you can set just about any unit to control fans, dehumidifiers, and other common gadgets, though. Devices in the kitchen, like a coffee maker, can be completely automated with a smart plug. You can turn it on in the morning as you're getting ready for the day, saving you time. If you're thinking ahead, it could also be used for holiday decorations. Now, it can also save you money by cutting off any power that's left on standby. Smart plugs can also work with radio. So you can set it to turn on whenever we're on the air, for example, so you never miss our show. Now, your wife must have been thinking about some uses when she convinced you to buy them, though. So is there anything that she'd like to automate or control remotely? If so, that really should be your answer. I think it should be. And Steve, you'd do well to keep the wife happy, especially since you got the smart plugs now. We gave you a whole bunch of ideas, and there are many more. Maybe some others listening have some other tips how do you use a smart plug certainly one of the less expensive ways uh, to utilize some home automation goodies is a smart plug you're not having to get bigger devices or you know other things let us know and we'll pass it on to steve on the air jake in colfax washington listens on kmax 8 40 a.m hello jake welcome into tomorrow Right now, I'm calling you guys on my uh, phone that I'm using currently, a Motorola E4, um, which has a terrible battery right now. And my birthday's coming up, so I'm wondering what phone should I get? I would prefer to have a phone that has 2 gigabytes of RAM, but I would prefer it to be under $400. I've heard good things about the Motorola G+, Plus, but I don't know if that's a good, if it would be worth my money to get that. Well, Jake, first of all, happy early birthday. 
And that's awesome. And and we'll be thinking of you, although you didn't tell us when it is. But it's coming up, so happy early birthday. Uh, We've heard good things about the Motorola G+, Plus, but they have all revolved around the price. The display is apparently very, very good from what we gather. The camera is good, but not as good as Motorola claims. The rest of the phone seems to largely be what you can expect for the price point of the device. Now, it's not flawless, uh, but it's five or six times cheaper than some of the phones hitting the market these days. Overall, it does look like a good phone and a reasonable choice for the price. There's very little competition for you to consider at that same price point, but there are some to consider at just under $400. Yeah, now, if you don't mind having a phone that didn't hit the market this year, a Samsung Galaxy S9 can be had for under 400 bucks. Uh, an iPhone 8 can still be found for around 350 and their brand new SE is selling for 400 and is a new phone. Yeah, but if... you don't want to have the poor guy become an iPhone-y. Come on. Well, he's talking almost... about Android. Well, let's help him out. It's his exactly. birthday I'm coming trying to up. help him out. That's why I'm steering him towards iPhone. Yeah, don't pay attention, Jake, about iPhone. <laughs> uh, old flagships were built to better standards. So they may be worth considering, even if they're not new anymore, uh, since they may still be more powerful and better built than newer budget phones. Now, another phone you might want to consider is the Google Pixel 3a. It's an incredible phone costing about 400 bucks. It has 4 gig of RAM, 64 gig of storage, a 5.6 inch screen, uh, and impressive front and rear cameras at 8 and 12.2 megapixels, respectively. So that's a that's a phone with a lot of good features for 400 bucks. So you might want to really look at that, Jake, because I think you're going to get a lot more for your money than what you would have gotten for the same amount of money with the Motorola. And being that it's a Google phone, it's not going to have a whole lot of this crapware added on by mm-hmm. the carrier. In fact, that's the key with the Pixel phones, and they are clean flat-out Android, not only is there no crapware from the phone manufacturer, because in this case it's a Google phone, but you also, they don't allow the carriers to put their nonsense stuff on it as well. So you end up with a true device that should do the job for you. Greg in Manchester, Tennessee, listens online. Welcome into tomorrow, Greg. My question is for this New Edge browser. Um, I got a notification on my computer. I need to update the, my Internet Explorer browser. So anyway, I'm just wanting to know more of what you know about the Edge browser. If it, why is it better? Well, I don't know that it's better, Greg, but once upon a time, IE accounted for 95% of the traffic websites would see, that Internet Explorer, you may recall. These days, as you're experiencing, even Microsoft wants off of it. Microsoft is still supporting IE, at least until Windows 10 loses support. But they're not really keeping it updated to where it can compete with other modern browsers, i.e. doesn't support many standards that every other browser does. So it's not rare to run into pages that just will not work under the old Internet Explorer. Yeah, most sites, but also web-based services, are not bothering to support IE anymore because the user base is understood to have shrunk to pretty small levels, but also because it's genuinely expensive to support it. The lack of compatibility with modern standards means that some things that work for every other browser will not work with IE, and I might need to add lots of uh, brittle workarounds or even duplicate features. 
Edge, on the other hand, is reskinned Chromium, the engine that Google's Chrome uses. Chrome is the current standard browser on computers and the one that has the most widespread support. That means that switching over to Edge will pretty much guarantee that most sites will work with your computer. If you've got a question similar to Greg's, or maybe you want to offer some additional input for any of our callers, we love listeners helping other listeners, we want to hear from you. And it's very easy, not just because when you call in, you win stuff. That's a given. 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Details at intotomorrow.com. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. This is Into Tomorrow, your weekly technology auditory gem, as one of our listeners called us, and we appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, by the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Danny G's in the control room. We've got Kim in Coconut Creek, Beth in Naples, Erasmo in South Beach, or be on South Beach, I guess, because you can't really be in it. So you yeah. can be in. Well, if you're buried in the sand, then you're in. Then you would South be Beach. in South Beach. Yeah, it's actually in or on Miami Beach, yeah. but South Beach area, whatever. And of course, H in New York City, uh, not on New York City. See, isn't that weird? Because you can't say H on New York. You can't say it that way. But you can say Erasmo on South Beach or in South Beach. Why doesn't that work for New York? Well, it's just like we're uh, on the air versus in the air. Well, we're kind of in the air. Well, we are in the air if you're listening to us on radio, of course. But we're on it, too. Kind of hovering. (sighs) This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing a 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow on our website at IntoTomorrow.com and on the new and improved Into Tomorrow apps. Andrea in Windsor, Ontario, listens on AM 800 CKLW, calling in using the Into Tomorrow app. We love you for that. I like to know why is my iPhone 6S shutting down all the time? This is just recent. And all the uploads are on. I mean, you know how you have to download something? All that is on. It just keeps shutting off periodically. And I looked also, the battery is good. So it's driving me crazy. 
Thank you. Well, if you're like me, it's a short drive, so I can understand where you're coming from. And the problem is that it's an iPhone. Get an Android. You won't have that problem. But we will address your concern, Andrea. There are a couple of things that can cause a phone to shut down seemingly at random. And, of course, you mean updates that you were talking about. If it has all the current updates, um, it'll be hard for the operating system itself to be causing it. But you can try resetting the phone to factory settings if you're desperate enough to put up with settings it up from scratch again. The most likely causes, though, are hardware faults. The battery is, of course, the most obvious one with an older phone like the iPhone 6S, but you say you've ruled that out. Yeah. Now, any crack in any board can cause random shutdowns as well. Um, if that's the cause, there's really not much you can do about it. You won't be able to replace the main internal components of your phone for a price that makes more sense than just replacing the whole phone. Given that it's an iPhone, taking it into an Apple store for a diagnosis by their uh, <clears throat> genius bar. Yeah, air quotes, uh, genius yeah, bar. Would probably be smart when you're able to. Um, even if you don't want to spend the money to fix it there, they'll probably be able to tell you what the source of the problem is. And you can make your decision based on that. If a reset to factory settings doesn't work and it's a hardware problem, keep in mind that it might not be worth fixing. Yeah. At that point, it it is such an older phone, Andrea, that you might want to consider a newer model. It doesn't mean the newest model. I always buy the last model. I'm I'm always a model behind because I wait till they're a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And they are because they want to sell the newest model. And that's fine. Let all your friends and relatives and other people deal with the bugs and the problems that the brand new model may have you get the one after that that's already had the bugs worked out and the appropriate updates. But let us know what works out for you in the long run, because I'm very curious. Now, into tomorrow's favorite app of the week. What's your favorite app? Well, Danny has a new one that she contributed to the show this week. Her new favorite app is Noom. That's how you say it? Like noon with an M. Right. Okay. It's difficult to stay healthy, usually even more difficult during these hard times. But if you ever want to try losing weight, Noom, Chris is shaking his head no, Noom is an app you may want to consider. After signing up, setting your goal weight, answering just a few questions, and picking a payment plan, the app lets you log what you eat. And you document your weight. You offer they offer healthy recipes, tips and tricks, and even has a personal coach that you can reach to stay motivated. Pretty cool, if you ask me. So that's called Noom, and it's Danny's app of the week. Do check it out. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663.
Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Now in our 25th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech. That includes, of course, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. So we're delighted that you've tuned into the program. Even more delighted when you call in and participate because you make the show. And we want to hear from you anytime, by the way, 24-7. You don't have to wait until you hear the broadcast uh, next week or, or if you're listening on a podcast or on our 24-7 stream. Anytime you've got a question or comment about consumer tech, we want to hear from you. The best way, of course, the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Or you can still do it the old-fashioned way. It works. Pick up a phone and dial 800-899-INTO. That's toll-free from anywhere in North America. 1-800-899-4686. And let's get you on our next Into Tomorrow broadcast. Our next guest is with a mission-driven education technology company that creates economic and learning opportunities for older adults. Yeah, I'll be there one day, as if I'm not already there. The co-founder of Get Set Up is Lawrence Kosick. Lawrence, welcome into tomorrow. How you doing? Hi, Dave. Thank you for having me on Into Tomorrow. Real pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you as well, because we're learning all sorts of things, like nearly a third of the nation's aging population experience loneliness uh, and or, for that matter, I guess, social isolation. And even with anti-social media, (laughs) that's still an issue. That's still a problem for a lot of older adults, uh, certainly in our country and around the world, for that matter. Tell me a little bit about Get Set Up, uh, as you're the founder How did you happen to get that going, and what is it all about? And then let's get into some of the things you're doing. Sure. Uh, Thanks, Dave. So Get Set Up is an interactive learning and community platform for 50-plus and the senior demographic. And we've taken a different approach than than most others, because when we say interactive, we're actually reskilling older adults, often retired teachers, who then teach other older adults the things they need to live happy happier, healthier, more connected lives. So think of us as a managed marketplace of sorts, where on one side, we're providing a new economic, new economic opportunity for older adults who are passionate about sort of teaching or learning something. And then on the other side, we have a group of users who are learning a new skill. And the real magic is that you have an older adult teaching another older adult. So the patience, the cadence, the empathy, it just clicks. Gotcha. And that sort of makes sense, I guess, the whole idea of someone else who uh, might not be as quick in in terms of technology, for example, uh, you know, is a lot more patient, I'm guessing, to be able to say, oh, no, no, no problem. Let's try it again. Let's do it one more time. And here's what we'll do. Um, I'm sure it makes a big difference for both the one teaching and the one accepting. Yeah, Exactly right. So so this demographic, which is my demographic, learns better by doing as opposed to just watching because there's many kinds of software and devices and apps out there. And in the marketplace today, most people are expected to sort of just download these and learn them themselves and sort of this do it yourself, uh, uh, do it yourself manner. But that really doesn't work as well for this demographic. Um, we, so we take a different approach, which is have them learn by doing. So the classes are truly interactive. Picture like a Zoom class where you have a 68-year-old teacher. We call them guides. And that person's teaching five other folks of a similar age 
how to go to iTunes, for example, download the Uber app, learn the functionality by browsing together, exploring and discussing together, and then actually learning how to book a ride together. Uh, and so after they're done, there's a level of self-sufficiency and pride because they can actually do it themselves. Oh, for sure. And that not only makes them feel a lot more confident, but you get that feeling of accomplishment now, too. It's like, this really isn't as hard as I thought, because I had a guide literally guiding me through the process, and I get it now, and it's easy to do. And I'm, I'm assuming it's a whole lot more than just uh, an example like you gave of, of Uber. What kinds of things are you getting the most uh, requests for where people are saying, you know, if, if uh, Get Set Up can help me with this, for example, uh, that would be awesome. You know, what, what kinds of things are, seem to be the most popular? Sure. So we offer over 150 virtual classes across categories like you know, basic technology. So, for example, you know, Zoom, Gmail, iPad, iPhone, Facebook. So basic uh, technology and how to use it, how to get started. Uh, to other categories like health and wellness, where they can learn things like meditation and how to combat anxiety, you know, learn great recipes on a budget. Hmm. There's a whole host of personal enrichment, hobbies, even casual, casual social hours that they can enjoy. Um, and we're also seeing a lot of folks who now are either you know, working from home or thinking about their next opportunity. Uh-huh. And so they're taking courses like how to optimize their LinkedIn profile, maybe how to build a website using Shopify or Squarespace, or even how to blog or market their business on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the community suggests new ideas all the time. So we probably add 30 to 40 different and new classes every month. That's awesome. And even more detail then. You talk about now working from home, maybe folks supplementing their Social Security, whatever the case, but giving them more confidence along those lines as well. I think that's terrific. Uh, And the fact that you're getting those kinds of requests. How do you find these guides? How do you find the teachers to be able to help so many people with so many different variety of topics? So so we find them through a variety of partnerships. Um, You know, the there's probably a third of the population of the country right now is is 50 plus. And there's so many of them, whether they be retired teachers, lawyers, accountants, nurses, et cetera, that have so much more to give. And so we we put them through a, a one-week academy where we reskill them, and then they're able to teach others uh, just like them the skills that they need. And there's no shortage of supply um, because there are, um, there's a lot of folks who are interested in teaching and we pay our teachers $25 an hour. So it is a true uh, economic opportunity for them. Nice. It makes me kind of wonder what can I uh, be a guide for? That's, that's some decent money. (laughs) We'd love to have you, Dave. We'd love to have you. (laughs) And I'd love to be had. So (laughs) you never know. Uh, why is, is a social learning platform for older adults so important? Is it that whole camaraderie thing? Is it, you know, like-minded folks, similar age people, that sort of thing that just in, in general makes everyone feel more comfortable, do you think? Well, so you mentioned uh, an important point earlier, Dave, where like nearly one third of the nation's aging population, they experience, you know, loneliness or social isol- isolation, yeah. which puts them at greater risk of a variety of, of, of conditions such as, you know, hypertension, anxiety, depression, cognitive decline. So interactive classes not only teach 
sort of these all important new skills to those who need them because they either they need them for work or because they're stuck at home during COVID, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, but they also need them uh, because there's a socialization component and for folks that live in rural areas and don't have access to friends, neighbors, loved ones to help them, um, this service represents the ability both to learn a new skill, but to, to reach out and have those sort of social interactions as well. Gotcha. Now, of course, paying your guides to help folks uh, suggests that you've got to obviously have some revenue stream as well. So that brings me to what does it cost uh, to get set up with Get Set Up? <laughs> How does one, uh, you know, pay for these kinds of, of courses and, and assistance? Sure. Yeah, good question. You can you can as a as a user, you can come to the website anytime. There's a whole host of free classes that you can try. There's the ability to to buy individual paid classes or buy a monthly subscription. We work with um, a number of businesses, uh, whether that be the AARP, the YMCA, the state and local governments to provide classes to their users. And, you know, we receive um, a fee for offering these subscriptions to their users. So the goal is to make these classes as inexpensive or often free to the end user when we can. Oh, that's very good. Otherwise, can you give us kind of a price range? Because I'm imagining I'm kind of hearing my audience in my head saying, okay, well, that's good. But give me an idea, like, you know, give a couple of popular courses and what might they cost if someone wants to do it on a one-on-one basis? Sure, you can. So there's there's, uh, small and medium-sized groups. And then there are, of course, the the one-on-one classes. The most popular far and away are sort of the small and medium-sized group classes because they're they're fun, they're interactive, and people get to sort of meet others just like them. Uh, the average price for a course like that is probably between four and eight bucks for oh, okay. a, a small group class. And those are by far and away the most popular. Gotcha. Uh, maybe a very simple thing about how to do something uh, that they might want to do online, they're not comfortable with yet, or, or that sort of thing. Uh, kind yeah. of walk them through it. I'm imagining screen sharing and, and things of that nature uh, to say, now see, go here. You have you have that upper right corner. Do this. You know, click on that hamburger. Hamburger? Yeah. <laughs> That's what exactly. it's called. Those three exactly. lines. So, um, but that it's it's a whole. Uh, you mentioned something about reskilling um, guides. I'm guessing that we're we're kind of reskilling some of the students as well. Do you refer to to the participants as students? We do. Students are listeners oh, okay. or learners. Sorry, uh, learners. Students are learners. Yeah, that makes sense. So you are reskilling both. I'm guessing on a, on a regular basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's what we do. We teach, we take a, a passionate older adult who has so much more to give and, and, and can teach and they're teaching others just like them to do sort of the basic, uh, learn about basic hardware, software, and different apps and things that make their lives easier, uh, and more connected. Does Get Set Up work with any partners as well? I'm, I'm wondering because I'm looking at your website and it seems like there's a, a plethora of folks involved in helping a lot of people. Sure. We, we work with uh, community centers. We work with state governments uh, around the country. We work with uh, the AARP, um, the YMCA, all of these I would consider sort of partners with whom we work to offer our classes to their, to their users and members. 
Uh, I love it. I love how the website says, learn with a guide, ask questions, and make new friends. I mean, who doesn't want to do all of that, you know, and, and be able to just gain some knowledge in maybe some simple things. I mentioned the anti-social media part of things. I just refuse to call them social media. Uh, <laughs> or get more in-depth. You know, maybe it is time if you haven't been uh, doing a little business from home and you want to make a few extra bucks. Maybe you could be a guide, whatever the case. So we would invite our audience, of course, to visit getsetup.io it's not .com right it's .io correct and, and get more information and get set up with get set up lawrence you're a delight to chat with and helping i'm sure a whole lot of folks and i i love how if you get a request for something new you jump on it and you find a guide that can assist your learners it sounds like uh, there's really uh, no limit to what you can be covering. Do you find that that is the case as well? You bet. And for, for all of your listeners out there, uh, feel free to come and, and take a free class. And for those of you who think you might be able to be a guide, be a teacher, um, please come and apply. We'd love to We'd love to talk to you. Terrific. We're back with more as Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline right here on the Advanced Media Network. Since Ingrid Newkirk founded PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, in 1980, it has become an unstoppable force and the largest animal rights organization in the world. Now Ingrid has published, along with best-selling author Jean Stone, Animal Kind, an exploration of the richness of animals' lives. Ashley Byrne is the Associate Director of PETA. Ashley, tell me about Animal Kind. It talks about remarkable discoveries about animals because we're really learning more about animals um, constantly. Some of what we're learning is about how they relate to each other and, um, you know, how they construct their families and find their partners. And it's beautiful. Tell me your Instagram and tell me where can people go for more information? People can visit PETA.org for more information. They can order a copy of Animal Kind there. Um, and PETA's Instagram is just at PETA. On our website, you can download a cruelty-free shopping guide. We have a recipe database with thousands of recipes. On Into Tomorrow, Mabzi in Windsor, Ontario. Welcome Into Tomorrow, Mabzi. I just bought a new HP laptop. I can't seem to be able to print from it on the Bell network that we just had hooked up. We had Kojiko before. For some reason, it won't go through to my wireless printer, and I'm not understanding why. Is my printer too old, maybe? I don't know. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, Mavzi. Were you given new network equipment when you switched providers? If you were given a new router or maybe a modem with a router built in, that's probably the cause. The new device could be blocking ports the printer needs. You don't mention whether this was a printer that connected to the Internet or just your home network. But if it's home network only, then it's most likely just a setting that you need to reconfigure in your new equipment. Yeah, and if the name of your Wi-Fi network changed, which almost always is the case when you change from providers, um, then that could be as simple as updating the Wi-Fi settings on your printer. Um, If you're still using your old equipment, then this is likely a printer that connects to the Internet. Um, If that's the case, your new ISP could be blocking 
that's an internet service provider, that would be the a Bell, um, is blocking ports on their end. If they are, there's not much you can do, but that's not very likely to be the case these days, given how many smart home devices rely on being able to talk to the internet. Yeah. Debbie in Raleigh, North Carolina, listening on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hello, Debbie. I really have two concerns. One is about the ultra Wi-Fi device or similar products. I wanted to know if it would be of any help since sometimes the computer drops connections and other things happen with some of the other devices. There are too many devices and only one Wi-Fi. The other thing is when you ask Google a question, and you're totally blind, she will not give you the answer. She will say, here it is, and show it on the stupid screen. Now, my other device, which is from Amazon, is far better. That's the question and the comment. I love your program. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. We love you, too. We hadn't heard about the ultra Wi-Fi device, but looking at their site, there are some reasons to go a different way. It seems to be targeted at users that don't know what a Wi-Fi booster is. So they advertise features like no monthly fee, which will be true of any similar device. They also advertise that it's just plug and play. You plug it into the wall and devices connect to it and you're done. That's probably not true for any connection that uses a password. For example, these devices need to connect to the original network that they're trying to extend. Yeah, there are lots of clearly very biased reviews on very suspicious sites as well. So this looks more like a black hat SEO campaign to boost a mediocre product. Now, there are equivalent products priced similarly from better known brands like the TP-Link AC1750 or the D-Link DAP1650. They'll do the same thing and they're more likely to work as advertised. Now, if you can afford about 200 bucks, you may be better off looking into an out-of-the-box mesh system like an Eero, a Netgear Orbi, or Google Home. Those are built to do what you'd be doing with these extenders and to do it in a more seamless way. They will also most likely get you much faster speeds if you're on a gigabit connection. If you've got a question, a concern, help for other listeners, any digital dilemma that we can solve for you, call us anytime 24-7 at 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, or use the Into Tomorrow app anytime. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-419-2335. 800-419-2335. That's 800-419-2335.
Welcome back into tomorrow. As I've mentioned, you can now text to our 800 number. Thanks to text me anywhere. And we'll try to read a few of those. Rich in Purcellville, Virginia, sent this text. Dave, taking questions via text is a very into tomorrow thing to do. Well, of course. We agree. <laughs> I'm in the process of buying a new TV online, and I'm wondering what specs to look for to make, uh, to make sure I get the best possible picture. There's resolution, contrast, HDR, and many others, so I'm not sure which matter most and what to look for. Well, Rich, your budget matters most. If you can buy an 8K OLED screen, you're probably good to go. And Best Buy has some in stock for only $20,000. But if you're in the maybe cheaper than a brand new car camp, like most of us, 4K will give you the best resolution that you're likely to access content in uh, for a little while anyway. You'll probably even forget you didn't buy 4K if you don't go below 1080p. The difference is not as stark as standard uh, it was to HD. HDR will uh, get you better contrast, so deeper blacks, brighter whites, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, whatever you buy, leave some room in your budget, though, for speakers or a sound bar if you don't already have any of those. Modern TVs are thin, and that doesn't leave any room for decent speakers. Uh, some TVs sound so bad that you may not even understand a movie's dialogue. Uh, in reality, if you care about picture quality, you probably want to look at the picture with your own eyes before you go by, so you may want to check a local retailer. Everyone uses the same buzzword but the quality differs across sets. Yeah, and we've said for years, not just because we're in the audio end of business, being on radio, but make sure that you remember sound is 50% of your entertainment. So picture is important, absolutely. You want a big screen, you want those deep, rich colors and so forth. But sound is important. Get that sound bar or extra speakers. Yeah, it's like for years they came with these little cheap cables inside that were always called courtesy cables, and now the speakers have sort of become courtesy speakers, <laughs> so they don't really good, but they don't really work very well. Yep. IntoTomorrow.com. dot